Welcome to the Sonder Podcast, where we want to hear your story, a podcast about your life, what you live, what you go through, where everybody has an interesting story to tell. So please sit back and enjoy the ride. Kiko. What's up, man? You you're home? I am home. I've, huh. I've done my, you know, duty uh, before we started this this time. I took care of business, so no interruptions. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and I mean that. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool, man. Yeah. So. Trying to be more professional these days, you know? I, I noticed the effort. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm home just, you know. Chilling. Chilling, really, yeah, you know. Trying to stay chill. I mean, it's cold. It's hot out there. It's been like 90 straight for like two weeks. And humid. And yeah. Humid. Like, this must be what a beach vacation in hell must feel like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no, really. But we're back. We, we got to, we have. We are back. We are back and we have a unfinished conversation yeah. that we started last time. So, um, I know last time I spoke about my experience growing up in um, predominantly African-American communities yeah. and my, my brief period of growing up in a private school right. one year, one year in high school. And I did, I did, um, a, like a, a year or two in elementary school at a mixed school, but that was a different story. Um, but now let's, I'm still going to talk about me, but I yeah. want you. I want to talk more about you today. I want the, the audience, mm -hmm. the the people want more Kiko, not the me. People, the people, they demand it. Yeah, shout shout out to my homie Osa because he was he he thought you were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Osa from uh, from Oregon too. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out, man. Yeah. yeah. So no, man. I mean, hey, it's your show, bro. You know. I forgot. Um, I forgot where I left off last time. I basically, I think I was talking about um, Wisconsin, right? I'd started talking about uh, growing up in Wisconsin. I think. Okay, so, <clears throat> so I got to the part where I um, lived in France for a couple years with my aunt. Um, and you speak no French. I speak currently. I speak no French. Zero French. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, an that's an accomplishment. And even worse is that I took four years of French. In Where? School. <laughs> Where? <laughs> um, so, so my my we had to take as as part of uh, graduation in high school. We had to take um, I think two th two to three years of a foreign language, and that was for high school requirements, right? Um, now, when, when I was in middle school, my uncle already knew that. Like, he knew, you know, in order to graduate from Howard County um, Public High School or whatever, you had to have X number of years and uh, with a foreign language. So he started me, <clears throat> I think it was seventh grade. I, they offered foreign languages as early as the seventh grade, maybe, maybe even as early as sixth grade. But I came here in the seventh grade. So, um he signed me up for French. He's like, you know, you should take French because that way uh, those credits or those, you know, years of taking a foreign language will carry over into, um, 
carry over into high school. So I did, I did two years in middle school. I did seventh and eighth grade. And then I did an additional two years in high school, which was a continuation. So it was like French one was really, I think seventh and eighth grade. That was like French one. And then, um, and then we did French two freshman year. And then I did French three, uh, sophomore year. So, um, so yeah, I have those, uh, <laughs> I, I have that amount of time put in, but honestly, to be completely honest, when I got to high school, there's a lot of chaos between, um, like for finding a French teacher, like within the school itself, as far as the administration, there's a lot of chaos. Like I think, uh, freshman year, our French teacher either quit or left and then we had a substitute for a little bit. And then sophomore year, um, I think it was the same French teacher. But they kind of let me slide. Like, I think one of the issues was she wasn't, the original French teacher in high school was not grading properly or something. I don't know what the deal was. But I, I ended up getting a pass freshman year when I probably shouldn't have. The teacher even told me I shouldn't have. She's like, I don't know how you got <laughs> She's like, I don't know how you got this far in French class. Because <laughs> you know absolutely nothing. She <laughs> and it would have hurt more if you said, and you lived in France. <laughs> and you, I, didn't, I don't even know if I told him that. Like, I no, but, it, but if you said that, it would have been more painful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Oh man. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I don't know any French. I, I say all that to say, I still don't know. <clears throat> so don't no, know. no, but the, the real question is how did you pass French three? Um, honestly, man, I don't, I honestly don't know. Like they didn't, they didn't grade well. I don't think they graded well. Cause I, I absolutely was not on a third year level, um, French curriculum like that. That was not, like as far as my knowledge, I wasn't. I was not at that level, so I don't okay. know. I don't know how they. Um, I don't know how they passed me, but and I don't know how I got past that last last class. So, a lot of mystery. So I'm not here to rag on you though. So no, do, no, that's fine. Do you, do you know any French like at all? I mean, I know a little bit. I know. I I don't know. I can't put sentences together. That's the thing. Like conjugations for French, I never really. Um, never took the time to learn like so, I, I i barely did i just barely did what was enough to get by so, so if i said je m'appelle tolu jean I mean, jean go ahead no i was gonna say the basics the basics i can you know put together so if i say il fait froid aujourd'hui what did i say uh i oh, feel i feel cold to, oh, oh okay I'm oh, right. sorry, but that's that's actually wrong. If I said it's for sure, show, we, show, we, c'est bon, c'est bon, très bien. Bon. Uh, so, um, I know a little bit of French, not a lot. Apparently, I, I Apparently. took I took two semesters of French at Morgan. Oh, you took it at Morgan? Yeah, I didn't take, I don't know any Spanish from college. I'm from high school. So I, you, I, we're in the same boat, but my but my boat is I. I they they just just Spanish classes weren't that I guess great in high school for me so I didn't really learn that much I probably took like one year of Spanish okay probably 
And that was in high school? High school, yeah. Okay, okay. So I could say stuff like, me llamo Tolu, and como se dice, is that Spanish? Como se dice? How do you say? Is yeah, that... that's, that's Spanish. Yeah, the that good, is Spanish. Yeah. The, good, the good thing was when I took French, there were a lot of similarities to Spanish, even though it sounded differently. Right. They're all, they're all uh, Latin-based Roman yeah. languages, right? That's what yeah. they call them. Yeah, so I learned to French. So if I, I, if I could count in Spanish, then I can count in French up to like 10. Right. And then right. after that, it's just, I know, I know Kent's 15. Yes. I don't know where. So you, you know a lot more French than you let on. Yeah, I mean, I know the basics, but I mean, at that level, you should be able to string sentences together. You should be able to, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I was not at that level. Let's just put it that way, because it's been so long since, you know, I've taken the course. But I know I was not at at the passing level. <laughs> so if I, if I say, just be celibataire, what is that? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Oh, OK. That's, that's what pic- is that? That's a pick. That's a pickup line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, um, no. Uh, so enough about that. No. So yeah. yeah so Wisconsin, yes. Wisconsin. You took French. Well, that was I. I was. Um, I took French actually in um, in seventh grade. So I was already here in Maryland. So I lived. I lived in Wisconsin. I'll just start at Wisconsin. Um, I when I came to Wisconsin, it was. Uh, I'm 41. I have to think about that. I'm 41. Okay. And uh, when I came here, I was six. So that was 85. So that was like mid 80s. Um, when I came, when I say came here, I mean came to the U.S. And when I came to the U.S., the first place I lived was um, with my uncle in Wisconsin. Uh, he lived in Wisconsin at the time. I think I talked about a little bit about his background and when he came to the States last time. So he came here in like the mid seventies, um, went straight to the South. Right. Yeah. He, he did the white, the whiteness tour. Yes. You know, yes. He, the whiteness war tour. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. So he did that. And then, um, he, he ended up getting a job. I, I'm assuming when not shortly, I mean, shortly after he got his PhD in Arkansas, university of Arkansas. And, he was offered the position of um, he was offered an administrative position with graduate level course teachings um, at University of Wisconsin in La Crosse. It was like a satellite school of the University of Wisconsin, uh, Madison. Um, so that's where he went. I mean, he got a great offer. It was you know paying pretty pretty well uh, for the time and. Um, it was a position of, you know, um, it was, it was an, an administrative position. Uh, I think he eventually, I mean, he did eventually get tenure. I don't know if he had that position when he first started there, he may have started, um, doing something else, but he worked his way up to the chairperson position, tenure, uh, graduate level courses he was teaching. And that's how, you know, he ended up in Wisconsin and then that's the reason why I was in Wisconsin. And, um, so yeah, I was in a small town, um, uh, probably 50,000 people in the town. Right. And you uh, were one and you were basically you and your uncle were pretty much the black community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We held it down. Yeah. You held yeah. down the black community. Yeah. <laughs> we held it down. That's, that's where all the, that's where all the meetings were held. 
<laughs> exactly. Hey, you're a house. <laughs> Every night. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> Every night, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You guys. Oh, could, I, I, you, I remember you, the girl's name from last last time. I oh, the the, the, the one girl. the one girl. Yeah. Uh, her name was Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. You remember her last name? No. No. Oh man, because be, wouldn't it be awesome if we if we if we got her on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do a part three where she comes on. Yeah, she comes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um Was she cute? Yeah, she was. She was definitely a cutie. Oh. She's definitely a cutie. I I'm not gonna lie. I when whenever I did go to an all white majority white school, when you saw a black girl, she was always cute for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was she was a cutie. Um I just randomly remembered her name thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so, you know, we were in Wisconsin and lacrosse is, like I said, a really small town, 50,000 people. It's on the border of, uh, and I think I mentioned it last time it's, it's in Wisconsin, but it's like right there on the border of Minnesota. So St. Paul, Minneapolis, St. Paul is only like, I think it was like a two hour drive, maybe two to three hour drive. I'm not sure, but it was, it was close enough to drive without, you know, like making, a you know, a uh, big deal out of it or whatever. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to Minnesota. Shout out to the Twin Cities. Yeah. Uh, and I heard there's a large East African community in the Twin Cities. There is. There's a large Somalian population. Um, a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of Ethiopians too. Um, there is, you're right. You're it, right. Is, is there a reason why? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing, man. I don't know why these hotspots. Um, I mean, I'm sure it just started with one group of, you know, people, family or something going there and then, you know, establishing themselves in that area. And then it just grew from there because then they started having friends, you know, stay with them, come over until they set themselves up. But uh, I can't tell you. I don't know. It doesn't. The Midwest really doesn't make sense for me. Yeah, as far as like African hotbeds, you know? yeah, because because there are African hotbeds along the Midwest and in the West Coast, like in Arizona, right? And I have no idea why, right? Well, right. I, well, I, well, I know. Also, Arizona, I can give you some background on that one. So, my someone that I was very close to before I lived in Arizona, she was from she's from Eritrea, and mm-hmm. I guess there was there was like a um, Red Cross type program where they would bring um, refugees from like East Africa to that area in Arizona. Okay. And her family was part of that um, program or whatever. Okay, okay. And I think they brought a couple other families there too as well through that program. And this was in Arizona, you said? Arizona, yes. Okay. And and she was Eritrean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, some of those, some of those cities don't, don't make sense unless you really, uh, I guess, research it. But, right. Um, like DC makes sense, you know. DC, okay, I get it. It's the capital, right? You know, p- people come here and they, you know. Um, there was already a large African and Black community here, so it's right, just, you know, R- right. New York's another one that makes sense. Yes, know, I get it. Um, and then there's some on the West Coast too. There's Seattle that has a large Ethiopian uh, community, and that one I I kind of get too. And California, I get. Uh, so know, how those? Yeah. Those are big cities, so 
I don't understand why Nigerians are everywhere, so don't I, I can't explain it to you. <laughs> you guys are everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and try to tell you why everywhere you go you, you see a Nigerian. And in some places you go, you don't see a Nigerian, but you see, you see proof that a Nigerian was there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand this, you know. Like you can go to uh, Papua New Guinea and, and there'll be like a uh, science program in a university named after a Nigerian dude. Like really? what? Like what? <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is this is getting crazy. That's funny, man. <laughs> proof, they... like the proof that Nigerians were there. You know. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. funny. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so you know, I was six. I was I was a kid growing up in Wisconsin, and um, I really didn't notice. I mean. I'd moved around so much at that time as a kid. Like I'm trying to think of what my mindset was like the only big major, major um, difference or, or uh, initial impact on me was when winter time came, like that was my first real snowfall, right. Was in Wisconsin. Oh yeah. And, And that was massive. Like there's, Somewhere, somewhere there's a picture of me in my snowsuit because I mean it was it was basically required that you had a snowsuit in wintertime in Wisconsin, um, uh, in a snowsuit like making basically like a snow angel or whatever. But it, the snow's like almost as tall as I am, you know. Yeah. You know, so um, that was my first major. Uh, impactful memory that I remember of it being, oh, this is someplace, you know, drastically different than I've been to before. Um, Even France? Did they get snow in France? Is that a stupid question? They do. No, they do get snow. That's what I was thinking about. Because I was was like, why do I remember the snow in Wisconsin more than I remember, you know, more than the snow in France? Because I know certain parts of France get a lot of snow. In France, they get a lot of snow the mountainous regions, but uh, I think I was living in Paris and I'm pretty sure Paris gets snow too. I just don't mm. think they get it like, you know, like Wisconsin gets snow. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was like the first huge, like big memory. Of course, the, the cultural differences, but that wasn't uh, until later I started recognizing that. Um, and like I said last time, like the race thing, um, I didn't really like it wasn't something I paid attention to and I wasn't reminded of it every day. But until I saw uh, Tiffany, like that was I don't know why at that particular moment. She just opened up a whole new world. (laughs) Yeah. And she didn't even say anything or anything. I I was just looking at her and I was like, I just came to this realization walking down those steps. I was like, wait, it's just me and her. (laughs) Like if you read a if you wrote a book, Tiffany would be one chapter. Right, right. <laughs> and like the coming of age chapter. Right. I would have to, I'd have to reconnect with her. I'd have to find her, man. To... We need, we need to find Tiffany. <laughs> if you're out there, if you're listening, if, you're listening. if, if you happen to be in Sweden, right. for some reason, <laughs> listening. Oh man, yeah, I think that was. I'm pretty sure that was her name, but um, no, I mean those were the those were like the initial differences that I realized was the the weather. The weather was, and I came in the summer, so the summertime was you know basically the same. Um, but like the winter time, it got real cold. There was a ton of snow, no school closings unless it was like, you know, 
I don't I don't know what they consider a school closing in that part of the country. Um, wow. Uh, in some places, if it just rains a little too cold, yeah, it's school closing. Yeah, I mean Atlanta, the city of Atlanta got shut down for a light dusting that one year. I remember. Yeah. You know, because they're not prepared for it. They don't have the um, they don't they don't have the resources for that. But where I lived, it was like it wasn't uncommon. You know, to see you know plows and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but that was like the first major drastic change that I that I recognized. And um, growing up, you know, the things that I remember are all like they're all pretty happy memories. Like they're all good, um, good memories. Like I don't really have any negative. Yeah. And that's good though. I mean, I I really think that that's actually good because not a lot of foreigners or children of foreigners have yeah. good have good experiences. Really, I mean, not not just because they're foreign. Yeah. I mean, not because of how they look, you right. know, but also because a lot of foreign parents don't understand the requirements to to get your kid to be well adjusted in the community. You know. Right. Right. You know, like, and plus in Wisconsin, so in in. Prince George's County, like I said before, they were very vain. If you didn't dress a certain way, yeah. If you didn't, you know, have a certain look, you know, they would definitely get into you. Yeah. Uh, um, but I guess you know, in those Midwest areas, they're probably just way laid back, you know. Right. Right. And yeah. I mean, I think it was the age that had something to do with it too, because I mean, you got to think, I was just beginning to get into that phase when I left of, you know, click swarming and people. Um, you know, being obsessed about, you know, other kids being obsessed about style and dress and, you know, um, fashion and all that. Like I hit that when I came here, I definitely got what you were just talking about when I, when I moved to Maryland, but I, I don't, I don't know if it was, I think it might've been the combination of the area that, that we moved to and, and also the age that I moved here, you know? Yeah. Cause, cause that stuff takes priority when you're 13, 14, 15, you know, in those, in that age range, um, it starts, yeah, you know, uh, that, that starts becoming more right. important. You know? No, but no, to be honest though, to be completely <laughs> candid. Yeah. When I was in elementary school, um, I left my black school for about a year or two it was a year or two it might have been a year but it might have been two i left mm-hmm. my black school and went to uh so i lived in i would consider the largo area and for people who know pretty short just kind i lived in a largo area and i went to school there but then i got bused to a school in Bowie for a little while is in Bowie's where actually where my family lives now but when it, when i was a kid it was extremely predominantly white Bowie was Bowie was yes yeah it's gotten more mixed um, as we got older, okay, uh, you know, but back then it was extremely predominantly white. And when I went to that white elementary school, it was a lot different. Like, d- this is not to knock our people, but white people, th- there's racism, but they're just really not about bullying that much and name calling that much from my experience. Mm. I mean, it's more like, hey, we're just in class, you know, we're just you know, learning, having a good time. There might be small elements of bullying and name calling, but it's not prevalent. Mm-hmm. When you go to like majority black or minority schools, it's just like it's, it's consistent. It's consistent. It's 
you know, name calling, bullying, uh, sports, you know, just mo- a lot of a lot of everything except learning. Right. <laughs> but right. but but to be fair, in black schools, though, they do have different um, sections from what I've learned over the years where really good students, they put in one section and all the rest of the students, they put in other sections. Oh, that happens. That so happens. You, that happens. Yes. So you're not just talking about like uh, GT and honors classes. Yeah, they have those, but then you also have, from my experience, this area, this classroom is where we're going to put a lot of the bad or not high achieving students or whatever. Okay. And, or, or all the regular students. And then this area right here, these are our high priority students. Okay. They're, they're all going to be in the same homerooms. They're all going to be in the same classes. You know, they, okay. th- that's what I noticed when I was at the black school. I noticed that in middle school and I don't, not so much elementary school, but middle school, I definitely noticed that. Oh, so it started in, in middle school. You noticed that. Yeah. Cause they were, cause they had different, like the, um, they had different, like, it was like the, I forgot how they delineated, uh-huh. like, but I know it had to do with letters, like the A class or the A group and the B class or the B group or whatever. Okay. And they all took classes. They rotated their classes the same. Okay. Okay. So, so they so, all stayed together. Pretty much. Okay. You know, so if you didn't make it into that group, the, the, the probability that you would get a, a, a good learning experience would probably not be good. Very low. Very low. Yeah. You know, and I was a bit of a wild child when I was younger, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I know I encountered everything you you're just talking about though uh when I first came here. Like that was something that uh I definitely uh, experienced. Um cuz cuz then like when I came here, I was you know, like uh fashion was like a big deal. Like what you were wearing and what what kind of shoes. I wasn't I didn't even know. I wasn't in the know. Like I wasn't even aware that that was a thing that you could be criticized on <clears throat> until I got here. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that was, uh, you know, and I encountered that I came here in seventh grade. So that was 91. Uh, and that was the initial like shock. I was like, what, like, what are they talking about? Like, I didn't need you know, starter jackets were huge. Yes. I remember that starter jackets were like the main thing. Um, Fitted caps. I mean, fitted fitted hats are still well. Still start, a thing. Starter jackets were a couple of years before my time, but I do remember that phase. Right, and um, that was also the same time period that uh, um, Boys in the Hood came out. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So gangster rap was coming up. Yeah, uh, that was starting to become popular in white schools. Yeah, I mean, I was I was more of in a mixed school. Okay, uh, in, in middle school. Okay, okay. That that was more mixed than than my high school. My high school was predominantly white and Korean and um my but my middle school was more mixed because uh, that was in Colombia. That the middle school was in Colombia. A lot of families that lived <clears throat> that grew up, you know, where where the parents may have grown up or the family even itself may have grown up in Prince George's County. Mm-hmm. I think they ended up moving to Howard County. So there's a lot of families that were like a lot of the kids that I went to school with were like um, uh, Redskins fans, you know, Washington, right, right. Was- Washington team fans. Yes. Yes. Mainly um, because at the time, I think uh, the Colts had left already. Uh, and so there wasn't a football team and 
they had grown up, like my friends had grown up with um, parents who, you know, grew up in the Redskin area, like the D.C., Prince George's County area. Um, but yeah, so that, that was, that was more mixed for me, middle school, seventh and eighth grade. Okay. And then, uh, so that, that was, but that's when I started and, you know, that, that, that was the age period where, you know, what you wore, uh, was very important, or at least there's a lot of importance put on it, you know? Um, and then how you talked, what you, you know, what kind of music you listened to, uh, what you were into, all that influenced um, who you hung out with, you know. So, oh, I remember this. This is this is a funny story. So, my first day of middle school, um, there was this kid that lived right around the corner from my neighborhood, right. Uh, and the the guidance counselor asked him to show me around. Like, I would basically shadow him for my first day since I didn't have like. I don't think I had a class yet. I don't think I had a schedule yet. So I didn't have all my classes. I I hadn't, you know, gotten all my classes yet. Um, So I basically shadowed this kid for the first day. (laughs) So after maybe the first two classes. He dropped you? He dropped me, man. He was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. How did I predict that, though? Oh, man. (laughs) He dropped me. He um he left class like I was supposed to sit like close to him. I, I mean I was trying to sit close to him just so I could keep an eye on where he was. And um, one class he just rolled out real quick like he <laughs> he rolled. Out. Yo and like so you were like uh, lost <laughs> in school. Yeah. Like at the airport or something. Yeah, I was just wandering around with a back or maybe I didn't have a backpack. I don't know, but um like a, at least a notebook or something. I was just wandering the hall. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it was, I don't know how he did it. I think what happened was we went to, uh, I went to all his classes before lunch and then like middle of the day, they, they split up the day with uh, lunch in the middle. So like you have lunch in the middle of the day and um, he was just like, you know, cause you have clicks you know, clicks are starting to form around that time. So he was like, um, just sit with them. So he pointed to like a group of kids. He's just like, yeah, just go sit with them. So yeah. that's how, that's how he ducked me. And then like after lunch, he just rolled out. Yo, we got to find this guy. <laughs> no, we're friends now. Like it's all good. Oh, we got to get, oh, yo, so you got the, you got the friends now? Yeah, yeah, we're friends. I mean, it's all good, man. Cause I mean, that was, you know, you're 13, you're doing some stupid stuff. You're doing some stupid shit. And you know, he didn't want me to cramp his style. He's like, I don't know this kid. So is this a white dude or a black dude? Uh, he's a white dude. He's a okay. white dude. But he didn't want, he didn't want me cramping his style, man. He's, I figured, like, I figured. Yeah. He was like, nah. Nah, so he just ditched me after lunch. He he just rolled out. Yo, that's so crazy. That's so and that's so passive aggressive too. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, like go sit, like go sit with them. Hey, go, <laughs> like like he's trying to help you. Like, hey, go sit with those kids over there, you know. <laughs> and he just dips. He just dipped out, man. I don't know what I did the rest of the school day. Like, I was just, I think I went to the office. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I did. But um, he was the guidance counselor was like. I know him because the guidance counselor lived down the street from him and which means he lived down the street from me too. And he was like, 
he was like, I know this guy. He, um, he lives, you know, like we're neighbors. Uh, he lives near you too. So I figured, you know, he could show you around. So like he had good intentions, like the guidance counselor had all the best intentions. Yeah. Like hopefully they'll make friends and they'll, you know, they'll right. he, he, he just had bad judgment. Like Billy is Billy is such a good kid. He's such a good kid, you know. Like yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Get to know him. Get to know. Him. Get to know Billy together. And Billy's smoking behind the behind the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know. I remember that. That was a funny. That that was funny. I I'll never forget that. And he's but, but you guys are like friends today. Like you you still talk. Yeah, I mean we're not like tight or anything, but like we there's no animosity or anything. Like we, you know, we still talk. I I hit him up on uh, Instagram and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean we're not like close close friends, but um, you know that was yeah. I, I can I can I can see why. <laughs> he's been ducking you for thirty years. <laughs> for thirty years, man. He's like this guy just won't. Just he's he just relentless. Won't he's he relentless. <laughs> Found me on Instagram now. Yeah, he's he's hitting me up on Instagram. He talked to <laughs> talking to his wife in his bed. Like he's, he's following me on Instagram now. He just liked the picture. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What, what should I say? <laughs> what should I say? Gosh, hey man, that... <laughs> nah, man, that's hilarious, bro. I mean, yeah. I, they probably would do the same thing to me, I guess. But <clears throat> yeah, I was just, I was just um, awkward, and and I still am. I'm still awkward, but at that time, I was just the awkward kid. Look, you know, can I say any? In my opinion, and I'm not trying to broad brush the whole community. Yeah. Most of us kids first generation kids from foreigners are awkward because the the upbringing in our house is so different from the upbringing oh, in, yeah. in the world and yeah. we just and i feel like i just don't fit in but not in a bad way actually in a good way right you know right right now yeah it was definitely it was totally different for me um um but i mean my experience in in maryland was tough because i had left uh, I'd left all the friends that I've made in Wisconsin. And back then, you know, you didn't have Facebook, um, cell phones or anything like that. So you actually had to call if you wanted to keep in touch with somebody, you had to call them, Yeah, you know, give them a phone call. And, um, I did that for a while. <clears throat> I didn't keep up with it. Um, but, uh, I did go back the summer after my first year in Maryland to go hang out. Like I spent some time with a friend of mine back in Wisconsin. <laughs> um, so I did, I did get a chance to like reconnect with some friends, uh, back in Wisconsin for like a year. Um, but I also had, you know, like initially it wasn't the best situation for me because like I said, I, I felt like I lost, you know, I was like, man, I lost my friends. I've built up, you know, this whole group of friends that, you know, always hang out and do things together. And then now I got to start over, um, new school new new you know city new state all that um but it actually like it didn't take long excuse me it didn't take long for me to uh make friends in maryland because the the one thing that was different about me other than you know the color of my skin was i was like six six feet tall at 13 so like <clears throat> there's very few kids <clears throat> excuse me there's very few kids in my school that were six feet tall so i started bonding with the other tall kids like they play basketball um you know they all sat at the same table for lunch so we had you know we we formed our own clique yeah 
and uh, just started hanging out. And like, if like you guys, was, if you guys want to, you guys could have dominated the school. Right, right. Like you were saying <laughs> last time, you said basketball was kind of like something that that helped you bond and helped you, um, you know, make friends and stuff. Like the, you, you kind of cut your teeth on 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 the courts, and uh, that was my initiator for me here in Maryland. Like that, that's what kind of initiated or allowed me to get that first group of friends um, <clears throat> that made me feel like comfortable and you know and all that. Um, and uh yeah those those were from then on it was you know it was pretty good it was it was definitely a, a much better experience for me but initially it was it was tough it was really tough yeah you know, with all the new stuff like everything being new so yeah so yeah you mentioned that in in our private conversations that you were actually kind of upset at your uncle for yeah taking you away from your friends in Wisconsin cuz that was my mindset like that was my mindset i didn't really consider because he was not only was I dealing with a lot of new stuff like you know you're 13 all you're really concerned about is yourself you know um and so that's what I was concerned about I was just more concerned about myself I didn't really consider the fact that he had to not only come to a new city new state just bought a house was getting ready to have a child his first child um was you know married recently you know married um so it's like he was he was dealing with a lot too he was also, dealing with... so let me ask you a question so your aunt yeah how did it feel when your aunt came into the picture because you didn't have her before you didn't have an ethiopian woman in your life before right like uh, older <sighs> yeah true other than um my my aunt uh the one that was in france that moved to new york right, right. <clears throat> other than her um you're right. Uh, so initially, it was great. Um, it was it was it was great. Like we got along uh, perfectly. And then uh, <clears throat> I think the move, like I was, yeah, that's what I was kind of alluding to. Like the move was really um, stressful on everybody, you know. And to me, it was just it was just me that was having you know uh, an issue with it. But I didn't take into consideration like my aunt, my uncle they were both dealing with a lot of stress too, you know, cause it was, it was new for everybody, not just me and everybody had to start fresh, you know? Right. But I didn't, I did not like, you know, you're 13, you don't think about that. So, um, so initially I think like, no, initially I know like when we were in Wisconsin and we're li- cause we lived in Wisconsin all together, um, as a family, uh, for, I want to say six months, a year, maybe. Um, and now it, it just got kind of tight because it was, we're living in an apartment. And uh, I think that was the whole motivation to move to Maryland because he already had, I have another uncle that lives in Silver Spring, so he already knew family here. Um, <clears throat> plus DC is like, you know, another hotbed for Ethiopians. Um, so it just made sense. And, uh, you know, to get a bigger place uh he had work opportunity and stuff like that but our our relationship like was great initially but then i think um from the stress of the move and everything else uh it just kind of deteriorated for a little bit um communication was uh it wasn't that great like i i I think i you know like we weren't communicating as well as we were initially so um over the course of a couple years i think it kind of 
it didn't go as well as it was initially. That's fair. I mean, aunt, to be truthful, me and my dad never had a really great relationship until pretty much college. Until you got to college? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's when you started turning stuff around for yourself, though. That's when you started... Um... Yeah, I mean, so so the collateral for a good relationship with, with Nigerian parents is doing well in school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the truth. It's really same, the truth. same, same, same. Yeah, yeah, I got you. No, but okay. even, but the way you described your uncle, like, you may not have been doing well, but he still put a lot of energy and time into you, you know? That's true. Yeah, my dad put, like, we, my dad had four kids, so that's number one, right? Right. My parents had four kids. Right. But, but my father really <clears throat> didn't put a lot of time and energy into me, honestly. Just to be honest, not to, not to knock him. Yeah. He's passed away, but, you know, like, oh, your dad signed you up for a French class in middle school. I, I just went to middle school. <laughs> 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 dad was prep, prepping you for high school. Like, I just went to high school. Right. You right. Know, um, what else? Well, I mean, but, but the thing is, my dad, I told you, he was a hands-off kind of guy. Okay. <clears throat> he, yeah. he, was, he was making things happen. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and I guess... I don't know what how East African culture is, but in West African culture, for what I see, and I'm not gonna and don't quote me, I'm not the I'm not the um, I'm not a scholar on, on or uh, you know a guru on West African culture, right? But a lot of the dads to me seem really hands off, except yeah. when, except when they're literally putting their hands on you. But, <laughs> but as far as um like oh you know teaching them how to play basketball or football, uh, making sure that they do things. They're just like, no, just go out there and do well. That's right. how, and I'm going to tell you, that's what I did. I went out there and I made it. You need to go out there and you need to make it. Yeah. You um, know. That was, a, I mean, that's that's kind of the opposite as far as academics go uh, for my uncle. Because he was hands on. Like, he was like, you know, like I, th- I think I mentioned it last time too. Freshman year in high school, the the average um was earth science but he made you take biology biology yes you told you you mentioned that last time yeah so that was one of the things i mean that's just um that's just an example of how hands-on he was as far as at least academically i can say my dad had no idea what classes i took ever okay okay but that's not like i said like i said he was more hands-off you know yeah no my uncle was if he could have written my curriculum like all the way he would have done it like he would have he would have written the curriculum. Well, the difference is that your, your your uncle was actually a professor, so that and he just had you know until my cousin grew up, he that I was the only one, like I was the main focus, you know. Right, right. Um, as far which as is, academics and stuff, which is good though. I mean, well, you know, it's not good if you if it's pressure, but it's still good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it was. I felt it as pressure. I don't know if it was because um, I'm only looking at it from the perspective of my eyes at the time. Well, I wish. I had that level of attention. Yeah. Just to be, just to be honest. I mean, I'm not no, jealous. You know, no, but... no, no. Yeah. I, um, it was definitely, I mean, it was definitely a lot of pressure from what the way I remember it. Um, again, our pressure was do well in school, do well in school. If you don't do well in school, you know, it's going to happen. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? You're going to get those hands. You get, catch all types of hands. Catch all types of hands. And, and possibly a shoe. <laughs> a shoe extra. Yeah, you know, a shoe. Or a shoe, a, oh, shoe. Or a belt. No, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what it was. I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty good motivation, I guess. 
Hey, it worked for the mafia, right? Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. It worked. It worked. You know, I, I find like even in, in European cultures, like in Austria, yeah. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger told talked about how his parents were abusive. Uh, you know, by, by today's standards. By today's standards, yes, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Let's say by today's standards, right, right. Uh, yeah, because you know he went in Austria. I mean, even in Germany, there's a there's a lot of pressure to be be do well in school. Do well, yeah. Like people think all white people are do well in school like no different cult- different countries have different standards true true and Absolutely. the german austria region they have really high standards for education mm. from based on based on what i've seen from you know watching tv basically and videos and listening to people like um arnold schwarzenegger and and people i know who have german friends it's just a different they, they, they have a culture of excellence yeah and i think i mean that makes sense because i think um i'm just you know, again, I'm not a scholar on any of this either, but um, isn't it true? Like, I know at least in France, you're you don't pay like all this. You, I don't know if it's all the universities or all the colleges, but um, you actually basically take an entrance exam to get into school, and then you don't pay for the schooling. Your entrance exam. Uh, is basically like your way to get into whatever university you're going to, right? Or you're, you're applying to. So I know they have free universities in Europe. I know that, right? Right. That's why a lot of Africans go to Europe to go to go to school. Yeah, but it's very. It's I've also heard that it's very competitive. Those tests are very competitive, so that's why they do like they study so hard and do you know that they that they put so much emphasis on academics is because it could. You know, it could be a free ride for you. If yeah, you end pretty up, much, pretty much. You know? But like here, it's like even you got if the, you're top of your class, you're still going to be paying six figures for you know a uh, college education. Potentially, potent. I mean, there's ways to get around that too. But you could potentially be paying, yeah, you know, six figures for a four year degree. Well, yeah, that's my my what I noticed more about America. America is really just a large corporation. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, even the even the colleges, the way it's structured. I'm yeah, sure you take out a loan to 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 go to, to school. To go to school, and you and the loan has high has interest, right? And you know, and then schools, oh man, and then but even going back to when we talked about when you moved from Wisconsin to Maryland, and how how what you wear is really important. Yeah, that's all corporatization and commercialism. Yeah, like I realized that at some point in my adult life, like wow, we were really just look at kids. We were just really little customers, really little, uh, you know, target markets. Yeah, your market groups. Yeah, mar- and like, like, and they really took it seriously. Like, you don't got. I had a, I had a, uh, uh kind of like a little cousin, not not a blood cousin, but you know how it is. Yeah. Um, and he was like, "I'm going. I need. I want to get a G Shock," and like, getting a G Shock was the biggest thing to him. And I was like, "Yo, it's just a watch." He's like, "No, it's a G Shock." I'm like, "I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's a watch." He's like, "No, it's a G Shock." It's the G shock. You don't know. I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like in my twenties at this time, so I'm like, yo, this is retarded. Yeah, so I'm like little dude, this is a watch. Like, right. no, it's no. a G shock. And he was like, yo, he he caught, he probably would have killed somebody to get a G shock. Damn man, that's Damn, how. Was... That's, seriously, now I, I was, I, rem- I remember this conversation because I was befuddled. I'm like, yeah. this little dude places so much value on this watch. Right. You right. know. And like he, I really think he'd kill somebody to get this watch. 
Or that's at how, least it sounded like it, right? I mean, right. He was, he was talking about it like it was. It was more intense than I just explained, but I'm just trying to explain it to you, right? It was way more intense because I was I was really heated after the conversation. Because I think I was there to like, tutor him or something, and, and like he was going on about this watch. Right. And like I'm like, dude, like it's a it's a freaking watch. But anyway, but but it goes back to the whole commercialism thing as as kids, and you know we waste a lot. And then and then I I realized in American culture that that translates translates into adulthood because because right. as a man you can't get a a good woman if you don't make a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. and what you really need the money for to buy fancy things. You know what I mean? It's like it, the commercialism and the uh, the corporate mindset in America translates from a young age even to adulthood. Yeah, you know that's why that's why I say you know what this rat this rat race to make the most money. You're like, what is it for? Yeah, you know, you know like what are you going to do with all the money? Oh, okay, so I do. A lot, I did a lot of reading. Jordan Peterson. I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. Yeah, he said after you hit like sixty thousand or seventy thousand, depending where you live cost of living yeah. once you have your basic needs met how much money you make doesn't have a direct relationship with happiness after you meet your needs below your needs there's a direct relationship between how much you make and happiness right because yeah. because if, if you're if you're if you can't pay your bills you can't eat you don't have shelter more money equal it is an inverse relationship between i mean there's a direct relationship between more money and more happiness right. after you make those baseline needs you have shelter you have a home, you have bills, everything's good. The more money you make doesn't really contribute to your happiness. It's just extra. Yeah, I think I remember uh, reading or seeing that same thing or listening to that same uh, theory too. Um, but it, it's true. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I stopped dating in certain circles because I find the women to be very materialistic. And I'm like, but what is it for? Right. So you're judging me on this criteria. You're using this criteria to judge me how much money or what type of career I have, but then What's the purpose of it, though? Am I a better? If I'm, am I a better man? Would you allow me to cheat with multiple women if I made more money? And if I, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what's the What's the criteria for me making all this money? Like, does Does being a good man play a part? Does being a responsible person play a part? You know, I don't know. But yeah, that's just I'm I'm off on a tangent. This is your episode, bro. No, no. I mean, that's that's all true. Um, that's all true. Uh. I want to, I mean, I want to make enough money to where I'm comfortable, but I also want to be able to save and not have to work a nine to five too. If I can get to that point. I I know the crazy part is that if you take a dude who's 23 to 27 and take a dude who's 31 to 35 and take a dude who's 40, like you to 49, 50, they're they're all saying the exact same thing. I just want to make enough money so I don't have to work a nine to five. I mean, I still want to work though. No, 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 no. I just want to continue to. I want to do what I want to do. Like I don't want to focus on, you know, the nine to five. No, I'm not saying you're lazy. I mean, nobody, everybody wants to do something, but everybody wants to get to this point where they can make money. Yeah, because they because they don't want to have to be forced to work a nine to five. I think it's the mentality of the era that we're in. Yeah. So it's not just. I see people doing it on Twitter. I see people doing it on Instagram, man. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm a big fan of CJ CJ. I think it's his name C Johnson. Chris Chris Johnson. That's his name. Um, shout out to Chris Johnson. But shout out to Chris Johnson. Yeah. Uh, let me let me tell you his Instagram handle just in case your uh, your followers your listeners want some insight because this dude is legit, man. Um, hang on. Hang on. It's uh. 
yeah, it's Chris S. Johnson on on Instagram. But all right, I'm gonna stop promoting him. But uh, anyways, um, but no, man, that's the goal. That's what I want, you know. And it might it might be the mindset of this current time, and I'm assuming that COVID probably pushed a lot of people to start thinking like that. Because uh, some people, I mean, a lot of people are out of work right now. I'm just happy yeah. to be. I'm happy to be working right now. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I love my nine to five. You know. Yeah. Same here. Time being. Look, let me tell you this real quick. And I'm not. Even, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm really sympathetic to all the people out there who got sick, who died. Yeah. yeah. Made the recipes. I'm sympathetic. Honestly, I'm sympathetic to all the people who lost their job, right. and can't and can't work. I'm sympathetic. Honestly. Yeah. But shout out to coronavirus. Really? Because I've been at home getting paid my full salary for months. Yeah. Working from my damn house. Yes. Not having to get up and take a shower and put on clothes and go do this, go ahead and car drive, go catch the bus or whatever, commute, yeah. sit, yeah. In office, sit in the office with people that I don't like, all of my business, blah, 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 having somebody breathing down my neck. Yeah. I've been working in my house, on my computer, in my shorts. Right. Or my pajamas. Or whatever you're wearing that day. Or whatever I'm, or whatever I'm wearing or not wearing. Right. That's how I'm working. Right. And I'm, and I'm still getting paid. Right. I'm, so coronavirus has been my friend. And obviously out there, guys, I'm joking. So don't take me seriously. Because <laughs> if you got sick, if you, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just being funny. But I'm just saying that <laughs> I've, I've thrived during this pandemic. And I think it's pushed a lot of people to really consider, like, what – what else what do i have like what's important first of all like what's important in life and yeah. really just just like take perspective you know just like maybe shift perspective on 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 life or whatever like i think it's made a lot of people pause and think yeah and but in that but, way i think it's good yeah i think i agree with that aspect of it and the funny thing is that i've had this because i don't know if you, if you listen to my my three months hiatus episode that i did I think uh, I haven't listened to that one yet. No, but I took I told you I took three months off in 2018 from yes. October. The story I do know, but I didn't listen to the episode. I, no, I started listening to that episode. That's right, I started listening. I haven't finished that one yet. Oh wow, um, yeah, I had the same perspective. I'm like, what am I doing in my life? Like, do I just want to live a life just to work? Right. Just to do a nine to five to do what? Just to pay bills? Right. You know. So, but to, to circle back, that lifestyle that you mentioned, it doesn't really take that much. It just takes, takes you living below your means and saving yes. your money. Yes. You know, you, so you might not have a traditional or oh, work, 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 build your savings, build your 401k. But if you live below your means and you save your money, you can do that lifestyle. You're absolutely right. It's not as hard as people make it out to be. But right. it, takes, it takes consistency and it takes dedication to it. And if you want a woman in America, you know, it might not be your best goal unless you make it. <laughs> <laughs> unless your unless your side hustle makes you a lot of money, a lot of money. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm seeing, man. I'm seeing a lot of people. I mean, they've definitely been putting in the time, and I can tell that they're it's it's for real. But like some of these people I'm following, it's like they're doing it, man. They're yeah, they're but not, my, not just surviving; like they're they're thriving. But know? the thing the thing that, the thing is that they're doing a lot of stuff. They're doing like most of the things that I see them do is like um, uh, you know internet marketing. You know, uh, YouTuber, YouTubing, and uh, is YouTubing is a word. I don't know. Um, you know, like social media stuff. Yeah. Like, but like the, I believe the market is so big for that stuff because because people get bored. I mean, everybody can't do it. No, you're right, but 
I mean, it's a variety of stuff. I've I've seen I've seen especially in the stock market where it took a plunge back in March. I've seen, um, you know, they they sell courses. They they you know give you um, yeah, and those courses are bullshit. I'm sorry. Uh I a mean, lot, uh, some it, of them, some of them are. Some, some of them, are. them, yeah, you're absolutely right. Some of them are definitely bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, the point is just to sell content, really. Yes. No, you're and, right. You're I've right. Seen, I've seen a video of how you can make a bullshit course and sell it. For stock, and I watched the video on how you can make a bullshit stock market course to sell it and yeah. make money off selling the court course, but the, your subscribers won't make money off the stock market. They just you just keep luring them in with more content. So it's like you're, you're stringing them along. Like, all right, so you bought the first course. Right. Now you're ready for the advanced course. Oh, now you bought the advanced course. Now you're ready for the you know the gold level course. Right. And, right. and it's the same tactic that these multi-level marketers do. Like they keep stringing you along, like. You haven't made money yet, but if you just buy this next, if you just buy the next one, yeah, yeah, then you'll make the money. So yeah, it's like the stock market is just—it takes research, in my opinion. I'm not a stock market guru. I've been in the market for like two years, two or three yeah. years, yeah, and I've had very high ups and very and very low downs, yeah. So I, I, I mean, and I'm not that risk. I'm, I'm a little bit more risk averse to take like really big risks, yeah. But I mean. Everybody's not going to make it in the stock market. The, the idea of the stock market is that some people have to lose. No, it's true. You're absolutely and, right. And more people probably lo- more people have to lose than the people who win in order for the winnings to be sustainable. You know? Yeah, I um, I mean, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but the people that I have found are not. You know, they tell you straight up like they're not they're, they're not there to make you a millionaire. And uh, they definitely let you know that it's, you know, you're risking, you know, there's a disclaimer uh, that they put out there and say, hey, you're you're playing with real money now. But um, it's not so much the get rich quick that intrigues me. It's the people that I see that have done it for years you know, right. and that right. have that have grown. Um, and I'm not looking for a get rich quick. That's no, no, that doesn't exist. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not even, it's not even sustainable because right. you run out of money. Then what's next? Right. You know, but, uh, the, the, the people that I'm seeing are like dropping, um, you know, they're dropping gems on, you know, Hey, what's the difference between an investor and, a and, a, um, you know, a trader, uh, what's the difference between, you know, holding, um, dividend paying, uh, established uh well-established company stocks blue, blue chips right uh as opposed to and then just letting that ride and you know buying buying shares when you can as opposed to you know getting out there and um reading the charts on a day-to-day basis you know and and playing it that way i mean they, they give you basically what i'm trying to say is the people that i follow uh, drop the strategies on you they don't force you to take one way or the other. They just show you what's available, show you the opportunities and that's it. And then they let you make up your own mind. They show you, you know, what strategies have worked for some people, not saying that, you know, Hey, this is going to work a hundred percent for you. They don't promise, you know, the world to you basically They're realistic. And they, you can tell that they've been doing this for an extended period of time and that they've, you know, um, gotten to where they are because of the the um um what we were talking about the discipline and the consistency right. that they put in over the years you know right. over those the course of those years 
But so. but let me stop you. I'm sorry. I don't. I I apologize. But I want to get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I only so. got. I'll, also, I forgot to mention. I only have. Um, uh, I only have about an hour to do this. I can go a little bit longer, but um, I got to head somewhere too later. No, no. I mean, we only got about like 20 minutes left anyway. Yeah. So yeah. um, let's um let's uh, so let's just try to wrap up uh your 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 portion. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, so your your middle school transition to high school. Yes. And in middle school, you you experienced like pressure to look a certain way and wear a certain type of clothes and all that. It was a culture shock. Absolutely. You miss, you miss Wisconsin. Absolutely. So, then, so, so your trans, what was your transition to high school like? Transition to high school was a little bit smoother for me because I had already you know had the, the group of friends um, that I'd made in those two years of middle school. So. It was a little bit smoother because, you know, it wasn't a new city. It wasn't a new uh, state and, and, a, and a whole new group of people, a whole new set of friends. It was just some friends were going to there were some friends that ended up going to different high schools that I was close with. Um, uh, but it wasn't like I was losing everybody. You know, it wasn't like I was losing my entire group of friends. So it was it was an easier, definitely an easier transition. Um I knew I was going to a predominantly white high school from orienta- from the first day of orientation. <laughs> <laughs> when I walked in, like they had like a they had like coupons for the Gap in, <laughs> right. on the front door, you know. <laughs> green coupons for the Gap. That's you know, green, green Day was playing in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, YouTube was just you know oh, they had a fan club. God. No, it was just. You know, so we had orientation the summer, um, like a couple weeks before school started. Um, actually, yeah, it was the summer of 94. It was the same summer that uh, OJ uh, did the infamous Bronco chase. Um, oh, you, you remember that? Oh, dude. No, I was just, yeah, I remember it because I remember when it happened because I was out uh, with my friends. It was the first time, like, we got to hang out by ourselves, no parents, not at anybody's house. Our parents just dropped us off at at the uh, lakefront. There's this lakefront in Columbia. And they used to do this thing every summer where it was called uh, the Festival of the Arts. So, like, art vendors and uh, different artists from around the community would would go. And they would uh, either try to sell their art or promote themselves or whatever. So, we were just dropped off there. And so, we were just, you know, we're hanging out. And other kids were there about our age. And I remember I had to take a leak. I'd take a pee real quick and uh, I went into Clyde's, which is closing down the one on in Columbia. I, I, I went inside Clyde's and I, uh, I was about to go to the bathroom and I remember the finals were on at the bar. Right. Um, and they stopped the finals, the NBA finals, and they just cut to OJ and the Bronco. And I, I remember just stopping and being like, that's weird. Like what's going on? Like why, why did they stop the finals in the middle of the game? I know in the Jordan years, like what? Yeah, like what? So, so I hung back and I was just watching TV. I remember just chilling, and I realized, like, oh shit, that's OJ. <laughs> that's OJ and AC Cowan. Dang. <laughs> so I remember that distinctly. Like that, that will that will live in my mind forever. But um, we got to find OJ now. Yeah, we got to find. <laughs> we got to get OJ on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, 
so so yeah i remember yeah that was the same summer that was summer 94 and uh i went to the i went to the um they had a orientation for the parents like the parents were supposed to come and bring your kids you know like it's an orientation for the parents and the kids and i just remember looking out and i was just like oh damn this is like this is wisconsin all over again this is white white <laughs> this is wisconsin all over again you're like where's tiffany <laughs> Right. Like, Tiffany, actually, you here? There actually was a Tiffany. <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> no, but no, no. I mean, like there was a, a Tiffany, like a Tiffany, Tiffany. Oh, okay, you okay. Know, a white Tiffany. A, a white, white Tiffany. Tiffany. Oh yeah. no, no. We need the black <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> oh god, but no, it was cool, man. The transition was was a lot smoother, like I said. But um, it was interesting because a lot of the people that I um ended up going to high school with were also some of them not everybody but some of them were um you know it was not only a different um different uh culture but there is like a socioeconomic difference too because some of the kids were like you know came from wealthy families and stuff like that so so there was that difference too you know and that's and, and i and i imagine that that was different than wisconsin oh yeah 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 i mean in wisconsin we're we're all pretty much, you know, middle class. Um, there wasn't anybody like that I knew of anyways, because I was, you know, that was elementary school. You're not really focused on that kind of stuff. But um, I don't remember anybody being, you know, like coming from a wealthy family or anything like that. They may have. I just don't remember that. Um, but, yeah, so that was there was two things. Now that I think about it, that were that were a lot different. It wasn't just the cultural difference, but it was like the socioeconomic uh difference and like i said it wasn't everybody it's not like i was going to school with all the you know diplomats kids and all that sort of stuff it wasn't that it wasn't like that but there were definitely kids that when they got their license in high school got a brand new whatever was hot at the time yeah um and more than just one of those uh you know kids but um now high school was high school was um it was everything that uh, high school is supposed to be like, you know, it's, it was definitely like there wasn't anything like, again, like nothing in my life has been extremely, uh, you know, negative. Like I haven't had any, any of those negative, uh, anything harshly negative. I've had, I've definitely had negative experiences throughout my life, but um, you know, those transitions and, and, and growing up in those, those areas, there was nothing like overtly negative that I remember. You had it was a, actually pretty much had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to do and, and be, um, well, you know, got to do, got to do things that I wanted to do in high school, got to experience everything that I needed to experience in high school. I never was lacking. I never got into any fights, never, you know, had any issues with anybody that was more than, you know, an argument, um, you know, never escalated to anything like that. I mean, it's, you know, you had issues. Yeah. I mean, you said, you said you, you had that experience where that dude got shot and it was the same group of kids that were, uh, that you were hanging out with the day before. No, 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 no. So I wasn't hanging out with those guys. So the dude got shot. It, and it, and I and I believe it was they were, it was the same group of people related to the group of people who, um, me and my friend uh, drove 
passed in his car and stopped and drove off. And I think that that was misread as something else. Yeah. So something as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Escalated to beef. Yeah. Right. And, but, but, but the thing is, it's not, it's because the kids were just, those kids are just always looking for trouble in my opinion. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like they, yeah, they weren't, they weren't great to begin with. Yeah. They they, the yeah. Greatest, uh, they weren't uh, the yeah. greatest kids to begin they're, with. They're always like oh, a little bit on the edge. Just like, just, just waiting for that one thing to just, they, they're just looking for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. That was a uncomfortable experience. Yeah. Th- see, that's the thing. I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, and that's, that's the other thing. Like the only thing I did not experience in high school that I think a lot of, um, a lot of people did, uh, there's hardly any fights. And if there was a fight, I don't know if they had the whole school bugged or what the issue was. Like the administration was on it. Like they knew about it before it even happened. You know, like it was, it was crazy. Like they, had, they were, they had like spies, like 21 jump street. Right. In yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Yeah, think about it. There were a few kids that had like full beards in high school. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah. like you have a cell phone, <laughs> right? Those aren't even out yet. <laughs> what do you mean you got to pick up your kids later? Like, what yeah. are you talking? What about? do you what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. No, there was never. There was never. I always wanted to see a fight, like a major, like all-out brawl. But so to to be honest. My first high school, Largo High School, there were fights. There's, there were too many fights all the time. Too many fights. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see all of them, but there were fights. Right. Um, my second high school was a, um, um, was the private school, the castle uh-huh. school. The, there weren't too many fights, but that's when I got into my main only high school fight. Okay. Right. When I, uh, when I fought that guy. When I went to my uh, my third high school in two years, because you know I I went to three high schools in two years, transition from three high schools in two years. That's that's a lot. That's a lot to yeah. Yeah. So that school, Charles Charles Herbert Flowers High School, I did not experience any big any fights between guys that I saw. Girls actually fought more in in Prince George's County. Yeah, girls actually in, in, just in Prince George's County. I saw a lot more girl fights than I saw guy fights. But my theory was that when guys fight, it gets serious, you know. Right, so right. dudes, dudes are a little more hesitant to j- jump out there because they know it could lead to if we get into it, it's going to get rough, you know. Right. But girls uh-huh. fighting, girl, the girl fights were rough, but they were just like really just holding on to each other, pulling hair, you right. know. The punches aren't that powerful, and you right. know, dudes usually come in and just separate them and break it apart. I separated a girl fight one time at Flowers. I mean, I was part of the separation of a girl fight with some of flowers, right? But but no, but I, there weren't too many fights. Like flowers was, there were a lot of the name calling and you know, in my opinion, animosity towards African kids okay. there. But it wasn't. It was flowers was pretty chill for the most part. But 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 no, I almost got into a fight at flowers. But funny enough, I had a, I had an issue with a group of kids in flowers. But they weren't from the neighborhood, like because Flowers had two, they pulled, they drew kids from two different areas, right? Right. And one was like the this area like called Landover, Glen Arden area. Yeah. And then, but the other area was like the Bowie, you know, Mitchellville area. Okay. The Bowie, <laughs> the Bowie Mitchellville area was like up, up, upper class. Okay. Like okay. wealthy, you know, middle 
middle class to, to wealthy. Okay. The Landover, Glenarn area where your poor kids, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in your, you know, your troubled kids too. Okay. So there were a group of kids from that Glenarn, Landover area that I had an issue with because they said I was staring at them. Like, I, so I was, I told you, I was a kid that didn't do nothing. I, I was not motivated. I kind of just sat there and I was just there. Yeah. So if I'm sometimes I stare in space, right? Yeah. So, so dude turns to me later, yo, this oh, there goes staring man. There goes staring man, you know. Staring man. So they they tried to ambush they tried to <laughs> kind of ambush me in the in the bathroom. But I mean I I was a six foot two big dude. Right. I think I just like walked away, walked out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, but then it was like three of them, like, yeah, there goes there there goes staring man right there. I'm like staring man. I'm like, hey man. I, I didn't have a a quick comeback, like a good comeback. Yeah, I, I didn't even have the energy to even engage into a, in a comeback. I'm like, I don't even want to deal with you guys, man. Right. Because I, I, at that point, I was just so turned off from school, from the students. Right. From I was just like, I don't even want to be. Because I secretly, I kind of missed the white high school a little bit. Because mm. I mean, even though it, you know, basketball was my focus at the white high school. Still there? Yeah, Hello? I'm here. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Sorry. Basketball was my focus at the white high school, but if I had focused on school at the white high school, I probably would have stayed there, you know? Right. But the kid, the, the people were way more friendlier. That There was actually more education happening, you know? At Flowers but, or? At the white high school. Oh, Fla- okay. Flowers was a good school too. Yeah. But that element that I just told you about kind of muddied the water a little bit. Sure. Yeah. But I'm Flowers was a good school for public school in Prince George's County. I am happy that I went to flowers. Yeah. I remember you saying that last time too. Yeah. But, the, but I did miss the private school because even though it might've been fake, the white kids were just way more friendly. Right. Right. You know, they were way more friendly, way more engaging. We had like student body president and we had like super dance and super we had dance. super dance was like this big dance that they threw to um, raise money for cystic fibrosis. Okay. So it was like a big, huge dance. We had um, student body presidents, and they gave speeches, and we participated in campaigns. We had um, so much stuff, stuff that a lot of black schools just didn't have. Were you a part of the uh, SGA? No, I was. What I, was, I went to, I went to the white school one year, and I was a basketball player. Oh, <laughs> that's know? right. That was just a year. That's right. I yeah, keep forgetting yeah. that was just a year. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't get a chance to participate participate in any any of that. Okay. But I guess when I when I part of the reason why I was so apathetic about everything is because I just missed positive people. Yeah, and I missed, got you. You know, friendly people. I got you. And I was like, yo, I can't stand these people at the school. But you know, later on in Flowers, I um, you know, I found some pretty good people. Yeah. You know, like the end, I guess. Yeah, I was. Um, <clears throat> I mean, my experience in general was was just good. I didn't once once we came to Maryland, there wasn't any moving around like i didn't i didn't do any moving around this is the longest i've lived in one state or one area um in my entire life yeah same here so my family house is still in the buoy area yeah so yeah once we moved there we just locked in and we that's where we've been since yeah so yeah exactly man so um yeah, so that was that was it. That was high school, and then uh, so like, did you like? Were you popular? Did you have friends? Did you what? What did you do in high school? I kind of, um, I kind of, I kind of bounced from group to group. I didn't really have like a home base. 
I was, mm. I was kind of the, um, I don't really have like one group of kids. Cause I mean, I was friends with, um, the, the group that I, that were like my, my main friends were, um, they were all runners. They were all athletes as far as like running, like freshman year, <clears throat> a couple of my friends were like, you know, uh, one of them was definitely going to try out for the basketball team because he was, he was one of the tall kids from middle school that I had grown up with. Right. Right. And that he ended up coming to, uh, the same school as the same high school. We ended up going to high school together. Did he make the uh, team? No, because of some politics that was going on with the coach and uh, parents and one parent had twins and uh, one brother made it, but the other brother was about to get cut and it came down to like him or my buddy and he ended up picking the brother because the the parents were really good friends with the head coach. (laughs) The twins are are probably working at Arby's right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I don't know what happened to the twins, but um, so anyway, so he ended up getting cut, but it actually, it actually, it was a good thing that he got cut from the basketball team because he was legit, like, you know, pretty good at basketball. But the fact that he got cut his freshman year when he tried out, he had been running cross country to get in shape for basketball. But um, it turned out that he was a phenomenal runner. Like he was really fast. He had a lot of endurance. So the coach, uh, who's the same coach for cross country as indoor track, was like, hey, you didn't make the basketball team. We don't cut people from uh, indoor track. Plus, you're phenomenal, so you're, you wouldn't get cut anyways. So he ended up running track uh, and cross country all four years, like doing cross country in the fall, indoor track in the winter, and then outdoor track in the, in the spring, and got a scholarship to a Division One school. Wow, for running, so it actually ended up working in his favor that he did he he got cut and was pushed into um, running um, for athletics. Wow, well, okay, okay, yeah, and then uh, so like I was, and then I just became friends with like a lot of runners, basically the the guys wow. that were running cross country and track. And I did it for a couple of years, but um, I wasn't like phenomenal. I wasn't really that great, you know. Um, I ran like middle distance. Uh, ran the 800, which is half a mile. Did that in uh, my best time, I think, for that was like two and a half minutes. That's pretty good. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, and I was I was young, but I could have, you know, I wasn't pushing myself to do any better. Um, and I did it, I only did it for like maybe two years total. Uh, and then my senior year, I did what he what he'd been doing all four years because he was like you know you should you should just do something like just do something this year so i ended up doing cross country indoor and outdoor track uh my senior year and um yeah it was fun i mean it was cool it was also my senior year so it was just fun just to be a jock yeah for that year so you're pretty um, popular you're pretty popular this in the year not really no no not I really mean, you want I me? Mean, you want popular at all? Like you had a little bit. You were on. You were on. You were a jock. You were a senior. I mean, not, yeah, I mean, but they don't get the same cred as like you know, especially but, in my school. It was mainly soccer players. Um, football wasn't even that huge because we didn't have a bit, a good football team uh, during our years there. Um, but it was mainly soccer and lacrosse, and uh, maybe track. 
You were but, definitely you definitely went to a white school. Yeah. Like yeah. no ba- no basketball, no football players are popular. No. No, I mean the baseball team was probably more popular than the football team. So that that's how it went at my yeah. school. You know. But I mean they were known they had a legacy for um they had one particular coach who ended up going to Longreach or uh some some other school in Howard County, but he he had a dynasty uh for years before we came to to um high school where he just coached like some of the best soccer players in the county uh and you know won multiple state championships and stuff like that so um so there was already something established in the soccer team and that's where that's where that came from so one question yeah did you being Ethiopian or growing up in an Ethiopian household play in any way in any of your experiences, middle school, high school, or after? Like, like did it, did it come up? Did you have any issues? How did you, you know anything? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, food, like food wise, it did. Um, that's a, that's the one thing I remember. Uh, I was um, so I was taking so I was taking French right middle school right. So one year for uh, Christmas we had to all bake like a French, or I don't know I don't know if we had to maybe it was just we were encouraged I don't know but anyway so we had to go home and break bake some sort of French pastry at home which looking back on it seems very hard like I don't know why they made us do that. But, but so I had, uh, I, with the assignment of making, um, like, uh, I don't know what they call them. They, they're like rolls, like they're, um, crepes, they're not crepes, but the, it's like, uh, it's basically like a cake with like, um, fudge in the center and then you roll it. So like you, when you cut into it, it's kind of like marbleized or whatever. Right. So anyway, so I had to, um, you had to make it at home and then bring it in. And then like, um, we're going to have like a potluck Christmas pastry, French pastry party or whatever. So I had, uh, <clears throat> I had made, um, I'd done, you know, I'd baked whatever it was that we were supposed to bake and then, you know, um, put the icing in and then you're supposed to fold it over a couple times, um, to where it turns into like a, a swirl, you know, like when you cut into it, it looks like a cinnamon swirl type of thing. Um, so the only thing I had to like wrap it in was, um, this piece of cloth so I could take it to school was this piece of cloth, uh, that was embroidered with like the Ethiopian cross and and all that, you know, like a cross on there with like multicolored and all that. But my aunt had just cooked the night before and this, this piece, piece of cloth had smelled reeked, not just smelled, but reeked of onions. So like when I went to school, my backpack smelled like onions. I smelled like onions. The the uh, holly log or whatever you call it, I think that's what it was called. It was called a holiday log. Smelled like onions, but it's supposed to be like this sweet, you know, pastry or whatever. So I remember like <laughs> all the kids were like, why, why is why does your pastry smell like onions? <laughs> why is something that's supposed to be so happy so sad? It's so sad. Like, why am I crying? Why am I crying? <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, but it, it's always onions. There's this uh, comedian 
that talk he's Ethiopian too. He talks about like you if you live in a you know um, a home with ethnic parents, you're gonna come you're gonna come out of the house either smelling like onions or garlic or both or you know like just yeah. all these different flavors. Yeah, I, I had several smells growing up. I you know but yeah. But yeah. so I'll tell you my experience. My people in my culture, I don't want to say my parents, I don't want to put them on blast, but they <laughs> they pronounce words wrong. Uh-huh. And we pronounce the words wrong because they pronounce the words wrong. Oh, so you just grew up be- hearing that. Yeah. So that's what you use. Okay. Certain words, though, certain words. So I remember being right. clowned because I said, there <laughs> you so I said, um, <laughs> so um, I I would say, omniscient. That's the oh. word, omniscient. What was that supposed to be? Omniscient. Oh, <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. So was this during like a reading? No, I just, I just remember saying the word, and oh, then, my God. and then we used to say omnipotent. Oh my god! And, and there's a lot of other words that we, we <laughs> but those were the ones that stuck out because people were just befuddled. Oh yeah! Oh like, yeah! I'm what sure. the hell are you saying? <laughs> oh my neat. What? Yeah, I'm not even going to repeat it. But just just so many different things. I'm like, and they were just different. We would use different because Nigerians have like a little because we're we're English is a, is our lingua franca, I guess. Uh, but but our English is silly, so not silly. It's it's, it's correct in Nigeria, but in America, it's, it's different. Right, right. So, so just certain little <coughs> words we use that were just wrong, not wrong, but different. Right. So drastically I, different. Dra- <laughs> well, I mean, but it's it's the same thing if you go from a British um, speaking English speaking country to an American English speaking country. They're just different words. Sure. But yeah, I just remember being clowned for some of the words that I used growing up. And I wish I, I wish I, I could remember all of them, but I just named two that were just very significant. Yeah, yeah, that I would, yeah, I would have, I'd have definitely given you a double take. I'd have been like, what, what would you just? <laughs> oh, and like we would say veggie table, veggie table. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. A lot of that's... different words. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, and obviously we got clowned for smelling like ethnic food. But food, we, we we got clowned because our parents didn't care about fashion. Oh yeah, no, my my uncle, like no, I I it's not. I mean, I definitely got clowned for the same thing. But believe believe you me, like I didn't uh, like they weren't they weren't about to go out and buy anything. Yeah, for, like they'll just be like, okay, so you're getting clowned, big deal. Like get yeah, over big deal. It. Yeah, we're we're still going to form a meals and getting you an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I had I had the pony shorts with the matching pony uh shoes and Man, the... <laughs> look, but my thing was we would go to like pay less, but we will find fly pay less stuff. Right, right. And pretend like it was something else. <laughs> like we were Target and pay less shoppers. And Target was actually a high class for That's for, high end, man. Yeah, I know. Target was actually high end, but we still get stuff from like Target. And right. we just rock it like, yo, this is the new thing. You didn't know about this? You, know, you know, you you ain't know about this. You ain't know about the Reebok pumps. You know about the the regatta shirt. <laughs> you know, and the Skywalk shoes. You didn't know about this. <laughs> the sky. Oh my god, man! I wish Pony was the the one the one that just jumps out at me right now. I wish I could um, name you some other off brands. 
Yeah, there was a lot of man, but but I don't regret anything about my childhood. I just I just wish no. there, I just wish there was more positive energy and more happiness. I agree. No, I think I feel the same way, man. I think I feel um, the same exact way. Like I I honestly can't say uh, there was anything overtly like ne- that negatively influenced my life um, to a point of like you know whatever disabling me or like you know making me unproductive or whatever everything was good everything was a positive experience and yeah and if it wasn't then you know there was at least it didn't last that long and and there was at least like some saving grace to it you know i can i can look back and i can talk about like a bunch of negative things that happened but yeah but overall not, overall it's pretty positive yeah it was pretty it was a pretty it was it was, it was a positive experience yeah, me, i mean i know you saw so know some certain things but i'm not going to touch some of those things today no, that's fine. Because uh, some of those things are not believable. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, but you, but you lived it. I would. I lived it. I yeah. was gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna get in. I'm not gonna touch those things. But there's some things that are just so hilariously unbelievable. That's fine. I gotta. Um, I gotta be out in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No minutes or so. Yeah, and I know. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, go down that rabbit hole either. You yeah. know. But but I do. <laughs> No, no, because remember you don't you joined this religious group one time. We're not going to go into it. Oh, the but, cult. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about the cult? I no, I don't. I don't enough time. I, I don't. I don't want to talk about the cult today. No. Okay. All right. No. Yeah. No. 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 But we'll leave that alone. Okay. But yeah. But no. But I appreciate it, man. I'm um, talking about your childhood. Um, no, thanks for um, because it made me it made me uh have to think about it. So I I actually had to, you know, look back and. And figure some stuff out, but that's good, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for letting me, you know, come on. Now, and I do want to say one thing, yeah, to my listeners. The Sonder podcast of Tolu Mobile was supposed to be a dual podcast with me and Kiko. That's all right. You can get another one. <laughs> <laughs> you can start another. You can have two podcasts, man. That's yeah, yeah. But you know, Kiko didn't. I flaked. He that's flaked on I, me. This, so this, much. This podcast was supposed to be Tolu and Kiko. Yeah. But Kiko faked on me. But we're we're gonna do we're gonna do some great things. So, so it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, man. But I'll, I'll let you go, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. I appreciate you. You, you got any shout outs? You got any shout outs? Um, I, wanna, I gotta give a shout out to we, I gotta we give a shout out to Osa. Shout out to Osa. Shout out to Sweden again, always. Always. Puerto Rico. You're there's nice. this there's this ran, there's this one lady who just thought who just favorited my podcast. Oh really? Her name was Amy. Where she um, where she live at? I have I have no idea who this person is. In the U.S. Uh, or foreign? I have no idea. Her name is Amy. She's definitely a Caucasian lady. Shout out uh, to Amy. Shout out to a- Amy. Shout out to you. Oh, that's my friend Amy. Yeah, that's my that's my friend Amy. That's um, I was telling you about the last. Oh man, I can't what's, believe. It's what's Amy. her What's her last name? Um, God, man, why am I blanking right now? Um, damn. I'm not getting off this podcast, so you mentioned her last name. All right, hang on. Because I think you're, jo- I think you're joking. No, I'm not joking. I am not Walton. Walton. That's your friend? Yeah, that's my friend. From where? Um, she actually grew up in Ellicott City too, but we didn't, we didn't go to. We um were in high school at the same time, but she was a little bit older, so she, I didn't know her in high school. I, I got, I met her after high school, post high school. So when did you bring her yeah. up? 
Um, I talked about her. Remember, I was talking about my friend. I just I said I talked about I was talking to my friend using Marco Polo. Oh, but how does podcast? She, how does she get into this podcast? Like, how I, does sent, she... I sent her the link. I sent her. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I because I was telling her I was doing a podcast that day, and she was like, "Oh, that's great. I want to listen to it." So then, yeah. So then I sent her the link. So. Amy, if you're out there, I know you don't yeah, know me. Yeah, shout out to Amy. Shout out shout to out, Amy Walton. Shout out to you. Shout out to Amy Walton. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I I didn't. I, yeah, you said Amy. I was like, yeah, I wonder who who that could be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it must be the Amy that I told told about. Yeah, the, the Amy. Somewhere. It must be the Amy that I sent the link to the podcast. <laughs> that that Amy, right? That Amy. Okay. Oh, okay. right. I, I I was drawing a blank. I was like, I have no idea. I'm just happy. I'm a Hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for solving that puzzle. That yeah, puzzle. Yeah. I almost didn't. I was almost going to be like, oh, I wonder who she is. Uh, yeah. Oh. Keep, keep, keep listening, Amy. Keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we, we definitely oh got it. Oh, my God. We definitely got to get. You got to stop flaking so we can do this thing for real. Okay. Well, I mean, I've well, done this, better. I've done better now. You've been I doing better. Like I'm doing better. Well, this the Sonder podcast is definitely going to be me, but we got we got to do it. Uh, we got to do some a joint project. Okay. All right. That sounds good. All right, brother. I'll let you go. All right, man. It's been good. I it's appreciate been a, it. I appreciate it, bro. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. See you. See.